1: Good morning, everybody. Wow. Oh, what a day! What a day! Oh, my gosh, guys! Good morning. Live from Live Mana Worldwide Studios in the heart of Little Italy, San Diego. The greatest city in the world. That's right, I said it. Heard globally on Armed Radio. Seen globally on Facebook Live. It's Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. And I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. I am so grateful to have you guys here today. I, uh, man. Every day, we've learned something new. Every day, we have had... Like <laughs> we've had new challenges, but many blessings. And I, God, I guess that's what life is all about. I am so grateful that everyone listening on Armed Radio. I am so grateful to everybody watching on Facebook Live. Today is a very happy day for me. I um, I get to have my very first San Diego friend on the show. Um. I, I, I was really blessed. I was at a mastermind event in La Jolla, California. God, it, it's been seven months now. And I just it, – it's weird. You ever meet somebody that you just like instantly hit it off with and there's no really rhyme or reason why and or you don't know? It's it, it just like instant. And I had never even been to San Diego before, and I'm talking to this guy – and the way he describes described San Diego to me was like, oh, my God, this place is heaven. And I go, I'm moving to San Diego. And literally, <laughs> a month later, moved to San Diego. And it's just been this crazy ride since. And I, I got to tell you, um, as I've gotten to know our next guest, um, It it, it has just been a tremendous blessing. But as I've gotten to know him, I've gotten to know the people in his life. And I got to tell you, you are an extension of your friends. And this guy has got some of the world's best friends because I've had the blessing to get to know a lot of them. And they've enriched my life. And and they've just really made San Diego home to me. Um, God, I'm going to get emotional. God, I'm such a boob. I'm like an emotional... (laughs) I'm just that full of love, baby. I'm just that full of love. I just want to give everybody a big old fat hug. Good morning, everybody watching on Facebook Live. Uh, you can find us with Morning Gratitude on the Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. You can also just look up Joshua T. Berglund. You'll find us streaming live, but we are also live on Armed Radio, guys. I'm so grateful today to have Matt Schaefer and Rebecca Boatman. They do this amazing show on Wednesday night, which or Wednesday afternoon. At noon Pacific. Uh, so, following this show, they'll be live. You guys can't miss it. it it's incredible. It's not even, I want to say it's banter because it's so playful, but it's so insightful and so heartfelt and so real and true. I've never seen anything like it. I've never heard anything like it. And frankly, if it's up to me, these two people will be on TV doing a show offering wisdom to everybody around the world. Um, I, it's it's just an honor for me to introduce you guys to Matt Schaefer and Rebecca Boatman. We're gonna bring them on right now. God, they're cute. Um ladies and gentlemen, Matt Schaefer, Rebecca Boatman. Hey, hey. how are you guys doing? We made it. I'm so happy to have you guys on the show. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Of course. Thank so for happy
0: having us.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've, I've seen you guys on separate screens before doing your show, but I've never seen you so close before. Um, I hope Matt brushed his teeth.
2: It's yeah, minty Good fresh. Please. It's minty
0: fresh. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Go for <Before> <laughs> All right. So
1: here's the deal: we script no questions on this show except one, and that is, what are you two grateful for today?
0: Mm. Take it away, Miss
2: Boatman. I am very grateful for actually one of my best friends who flew in from New York last night and is in my apartment. It's so amazing to see her and just be connected with her and spend time with her and for our friendship friendship and other friendships as
0: well. That's what I'm grateful for this morning.
1: That's great. That's fantastic. What about you, Matt?
0: I am grateful, Josh, for I would, the magic of human connection because the longer I live and the more I grow, the more I realize that my growth as a human being is directly correlates so directly to the people in my life. And the more I let go of myself and I just allow myself to be in connection and in service to others, that's what truly creates growth for me. And so it's and it's a magical process. So like just connecting with you, connecting with Rebecca and like, just that's how we create beauty and, and change in the world, you know? And I just, I love it. I'm in love with the process.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something special for me because I've, you know, I watching people that do on, like uh, Facebook lives and put out content and, you know, they preach this, whether it's discipline or they're you're trying to uplift people or inspire people or trying to sell people or trying to coach people you know, I've had the privilege of getting to know a lot of people that do that and I've seen behind the scenes and they don't walk the walk. I've mm-hmm. seen from you, I, Matt, and I and I have not spent really any time with you, Rebecca, other than watching Matt present. I've said mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of personal time with Matt and hanging around your buddies. And I like you're the real deal, man. You are you are what you claim to be scars and all. And I've always admired that about you. And and to say that you have a heart for people is a tremendous understatement. And so seeing you guys every week do Wasabi Wednesday, Wasabi Wednesdays is it's awesome because I know the place that a lot of your messages are coming from. And I just really appreciate that with the work that both of you guys are doing. So thank you for that. Um, we I typically do not set up subjects to discuss on the show. I just like things to flow, but you guys were talking about jealousy on your show um, last week. It was so profound because I've heard world famous psychiatrists do talks about jealousy and they did not even scratch the surface to which you guys, which you guys talked about. So let's just, just get, get into it. Let's talk about jealousy. I want to know first though, What inspired you guys to talk about jealousy on your show?
0: Mm. Of course. I'll I'll go. Yeah. So I think with jealousy, it's one of those topics that's so universal. It's something that everybody gets to deal with at some point in their life, either on the receiving end of it, or maybe we start to get triggered and we start to experience it in our relationships with other people. And so, when we're doing this show, we like to talk about things that everybody can connect with, everybody that can relate to, and we can have a really engaged, you know, dynamic conversation about because it really is about the conversation, right? It's about the connection with people. And so we're like, jealousy is just one of those universal topics that everybody has an opinion on, everybody has an experience about, and it's something that we can really, how can we serve other people and 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 illuminate a topic that maybe doesn't get talked about enough? Yeah. Like we all feel it, but we don't talk about it. So. Why don't we just talk about it?
2: Yeah. You know? And when we so on our Wasabi Wednesdays and we're always like, Okay, what, what how can we serve people? We were like, Matt Matt and I were like talking about jealousy yet. Yes. Sure enough, we started talking about it and it was such a hit and it just goes to show that everyone in this world experiences it on some level at some point in their life. It's universal. Mm-hmm.
1: It and it's and it's different coming from a woman's perspective and then a man's. And yeah. in the way that we see it, like i'm and it's almost for me i as a as a man, as a man man, i like I'm almost contradictory in my jealousy because there's nothing to me that is sexier or makes me desire my partner more, uh, mm-hmm. my partner Karen, more then when I see guys Googling at her and like go, Hey, and they flirt with her or if I'm, she's sitting at the wow. table at a restaurant by herself and some guys hitting on her and like losing their S over, you know, her. And like, that's so stim- that's stimulating. Right. And, and I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like I can't wait to get home. And then, <laughs> and then if, if I, but the flip side is, If I hear her go, "Man, that guy's cute," I'm like, "What the? What's up, woman? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, and it and it it, it just gets all over me. I'm like, "What the heck?" And 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 I and then all of a sudden that it's not competitive anymore. Now I'm pissed, and I'm like, "What the Uh hell?" And I'm hurt, and it and then it kind of and it and it takes away a piece of my ego. I mean, to me, that's contradictory, but I don't think I'm the only one.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what, I, what I think it is, just said the word both of those, and ego. Of, like that's something that's coming from pride, and I totally get it. Like Patrice O'Neill, one of my favorite stand-up comedians. Love him. God yeah. rest his soul. He has that joke where it's like nobody wants to date a woman that you can that you can just send to get milk at two in the morning. Like take the back alley, <laughs> like, go ahead, like.
2: You never know, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But I mean it really comes down to the fact of like, so why do we need, you know, other men to lust after our woman and why do we feel insecure if she's lusting after other people? Doesn't it at the end of the day root down to insecurity? The need to demonstrate that you know we can get an attractive woman, or the need for other people to validate that mm-hmm. she is attractive, and then if she's if, if another person likes her, or if she likes another person, or she's attracted another person, then it it's like you know you feel threatened by it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> jealousy can only exist in a relationship. It's not it, like there's it's a relationship, and then mm. there's a fear of or the threat of something happening to this partner, this partner possibly being attracted to someone else. That's where jealousy exists. In that moment.
1: So from a woman's perspective, like mm-hmm. what type of, tell, describe jealousy from a woman's perspective.
2: Yeah, when of course.
1: With so, men, when dealing with men.
2: Yeah, you bet. So we actually are, can get more jealous from an emotional standpoint than a physical standpoint. Obviously, we don't want our man to be emotionally, you know, attached to another woman or physically with another woman. But if it's emotional, it will bother us more than if it's physical. Versus with men, it's usually, and you can speak men, yeah. the opposite.
0: Yeah. Well, and it comes down to how do we express intimacy? Mm-hmm. Where do we place our primary value? You know, and generally speaking, like men, uh, physical intimacy is how we is how we express vulnerability. Like mm-hmm. our love language, our main love language is usually touch. Mm-hmm. You know, like we predicate, did the date go well? A lot of times. Did I get a kiss at the end of the night? Did I get that physical affirmation that, you know, mm-hmm. that this went well? Because if the conversation was great, if you felt like you had a connection and then you didn't, you don't necessarily get a kiss or like a, a physical validation at the end of the night, We think, what, the, what, what what, went wrong? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So like, so like for, for guys, a lot of times like jealousy is predicated on, she hugged him a little bit too long. What the <laughs> hell is up with that? You know, like that was a long hug. <laughs> that was half the five second rule, you know, like. But with women, it's like you know. Well, he really had an interesting conversation with her. contact and really connected with her. So.
2: Yeah. Just- we love as our as females innately we love intimacy and we crave intimacy. That's why we have girlfriends and we talk, talk, talk. We talk about everything. We talk about our feelings. It's so important to us and it's very high value. So if we see a man that's really connected with another woman. That's where the gel- the alarms can start going off. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, hi, I'm so sweet. what I was saying, what? hi to Jamie. And oh, he, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, they, they are adorable people. Um, I want to give a shout out really quick to everybody watching on Facebook Barbara, Stephen, uh, Jim. Good to see you, Jared Greer. Great to see you, Tia, Jamie, Stephen. Awesome, Brian Mount. Great to see you guys. Um, we are with the amazing Matt and Rebecca who have a show coming on at 12 Pacific called Wasabi Wednesday. Um, 12.30. What's up? 12.30. <laughs> 12.30 Pacific. My bad, my bad. I don't have a producer to hand me notes to correct me when I'm wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> so forgive the errors. Um, so, Matt, oh. yesterday I had an interview on yesterday with um, an amazing woman who spoke. I've never heard anyone else speak about this but you talked about the masculine – in the feminine and people were, I had so many men. I was funny when the men started because she was a very attractive lady. um, I had all of these men on the show. And then when she went into talking about the feminine, they all disappeared. So I'm calling all of you guys out. You better go back and watch that interview because you'll learn something. Um, But I want to, I want to talk about, that because I don't I don't fully understand the masculine and the feminine and I had a lot of questions afterwards about that and I go well Matt's the only other expert I know about this how does that 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 when we when a man takes on the feminine or the, a female takes on the masculine does that factor into jealousy at all is that even a good uh, question I have, does
0: that make sense I absolutely yeah 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 I mean I think, I think I think it's important to have context on the role of the masculine and feminine the first point being that we all have both that everybody right. every man and woman has a balance of masculine and feminine and that the important thing is ma- is recognizing that it is a balance and it's different for everybody Like some women are a little bit more comfortable in a little bit more of a masculine role or a little bit more in a masculine energetic space where some women are extremely feminine, right? Some guys are a little bit more in their feminine energy. Some guys are a little bit more in their masculine. Everyone has their own unique balance point. And so recognizing where you and your partner are in that polarity is really important. And then the other big important point to know is that each relationship has, needs to have polarity in order for, where one partner gets to be the more masculine partner, the other partner gets to be the more feminine partner. And it doesn't right. necessarily have to be based upon your gender. It can be, I mean, in, in, especially in like a homosexual relationship or a same-sex relationship, you're still going to have a polarity where one partner is more masculine, one partner is more feminine. Mm-hmm. And so I think jealousy a lot of times can of doesn't exist Mm -hmm. and both partners end up maybe in their masculine Mm -hmm. because the masculine energy I think has a tendency to be more aggressive uh, when it's when it's pushed far the masculine energy is more aggressive more controlling and so if both partners are in their masculine it can be a recipe for, for for conflict you know and there's there's a ton that goes into this dialogue of masculine and feminine but that would be one reason why uh why, why jealousy could start getting created energetically between the masculine and the feminine.
1: So if like, say that you're a couple is having a fight and mm-hmm. let's say that the man like makes a comment like, wow, that woman's really, really attractive. And it hits the the woman in the wrong place. Like it, it upsets her. or She takes it on personally mm-hmm. is, is the appropriate, like, and that—what is the appropriate response when that happens? Is it—is it for the male to soften themselves and to take on more of a feminine energy, or is it become a caveman and like, come on, woman, I love you, like you're the best, and like slap her on the butt and say, "Hey, thanks, like, I, like, I, I love you." Like, what, what, what is the appropriate thing to do? That made no sense. Anyway, what, what is the appropriate thing to do in that situation? Like, how does a man? Address a woman when a woman is coming from a place of like, "Hey, I'm hurt. Like, I now think that you desire another woman."
2: Yeah, so that's a super good question. I love it. <laughs> we're moving really. We're, like, we're dodging the sun.
1: We're the sun keeps so
0: hot across the room. Um,
1: are you guys vampires? You're awfully pale.
2: Edward over here. So super good question. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing is. As a woman, I will always say if you're hurt or if your man says something, whether it's about another woman, whether it's anything, is you have to show that you're hurt. Not by saying, like, you – you're out of the picture, but – not by saying you shouldn't have like, – like, not by freaking out, but simply by saying, like, ouch, like, ouch, or, like, ow, that hurt, you know. So the you're expressing without pointing fingers, like, ow, like, that hit a spot for me. So that's the first step. And then depending, you know, obviously how the man chooses to respond – the woman can be completely authentic and speak like um, either saying like the story that I'm making up is that you think she's prettier than me or like whatever's going on is there has to be also a level of emotional intelligence in a relationship for this to go over well. Cause if there's not, it won't. So saying all that hurt. And then for the man to whatever, like speak love into whatever's coming up for her, just be loving, be kind, being present. And just saying like, I love you baby. Like anything like it would be, feel better, so she would automatically feel better from that moment, so speaking love into any of those insecurities, but first and foremost, the woman gets to express how that hurt, so not shut down, not be resentful, not yell, that's the first step.
0: Yeah, and, and so just to yeah frame that in the masculine and feminine energetic perspective, the woman in her feminine feels injured, feels hurt by his, by, by what he said, His masculine act of, you know, talking about the attractiveness of another woman, and so she gets to courageously be in her strong, embodied feminine and express vulnerably how she's feeling. Mm -hmm. He shifts into his feminine in the sense that he recognizes and respects her feelings Mm -hmm. and responds in kind. To be courageous enough to say that the story I'm making up about this is. Wrong. You know, it's not, it's not coming from a place of aggression. It's not coming from a place of "you're wrong or "how could you be such a dick" or anything like that. You <laughs> that know? Well. Yeah, exactly. Because at that point, at that point, she's being masculine, and he's going to respond with, "I wish is being honest." You know? And then both partners are in their masculine. Both partners are, are going to end up in a war because when two people are in their masculine at the same time, they get into a one upswing shit, you know, and it becomes right. a conflict. So like, that space of communication is, Excuse me, when you're coming in place and it can be very healthy.
1: Barbara says, first off, if you have a fight and then something like that is said right after, you need to work on your filter and timing because you're already vulnerable by the fight. Man, I, I, that's true. And I'm, like, I have to, I'm one of those people when it comes to a fight, I have to like say rain check, (laughs) let's readdress this later because I get too amped up and too engaged too fast. And I don't think of softening my approach. I don't think of being nurturing because evidently I have some unresolved childhood issues that make me want to attack. Like right when I feel like I'm attacked, I attack back or, and I have to stop and go, let's do this later. Let's do this later because I don't want to engage and say something that's going to be harmful and do more damage than's really necessary because it's not. I mean, yeah. and look, let's face it. Men and women, like it, it's un it, of course men are going to find other women attractive and 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 then and then women are also if they don't find other men attractive, then they have no pulse. I mean, it's just there's attractive people out there. There's yeah. things that people will say and do that will make you attractive. And getting to a place of an acceptance seems to be pretty important, but it's hard because of our egos, especially mine. Mine barely fits to the front door half the time. You know, and, and, and <laughs> but it's 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 but it's something that I have to work on because I, I went through this recently, you know, and and the truth is that I like, yeah, of course I find other women attractive, but it's just one of these things that I don't want anybody else. Like I'm happy. I basically look when I'm walking around the street and I see other women that I do think are attractive. I go, "She's high maintenance. <laughs> she she's not going to put up with my crap,
2: um,
1: or <laughs> or or she's not going to be my best friend." And and that's and ultimately in the end, my friendship and the bond that I have is more important than anything else. And. But it's hard to get to that point in a relationship mm-hmm. where you can just communicate and say, yeah, that person's attractive, and let it be that, and that's it. What kind of advice do you guys have for that? Mm-hmm. Am I cutting out? No, I
2: guess. Um,
1: what, wait, what's the specific question? Well, the specific question is, so, is it? do you think it's healthy for men and women in a relationship, or, or, or two men or two women, whatever the case may be? The specific question is this. Do you think it's healthy to be able to openly express your attraction to other people, or is it something that you should just keep your mouth shut and not say anything?
2: Yeah. And if if you are hesitant to not share, you don't want to share. If there's something that's real for you, jealousy is a real thing, and we all experience it. And a lot of times, the only reason we don't want to share something is because. Wait. That they don't already, already have, so we go into like the survival protective mode. When ultimately that just creates a disconnect.
1: Wow.
2: We're we love connection, so in order to connect, has things going on for you, and trusting that your partner will love you no matter what. And a lot of times, if we don't grow up through really those fear of vulnerability. Yeah. I apologize my- for the
1: technical errors. Um, sorry, the f- it's cutting out a little bit. I'm sorry to everybody listening on armed radio. Um, sometimes Wi-Fi, when you're streaming multiple things, has some glitches. I apologize about that. Um, we are with Matt Schaefer and Rebecca Boatman, who have a show at 1230 Pacific called uh, Wasabi Wednesdays. It's fantastic, and right now we are talking about jealousy. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. I don't
2: know where we got
0: So, so, were you able to hear most of what most of what she said, uh, Josh? (laughs) Yeah,
1: some of it. Go ahead. Would you do you mind repeating the gist of it? I apologize. I want the radio audience to hear it because I know what you were saying was extremely valuable.
2: Yeah, Yeah, of course. So, you know, to answer your question, if you are ever you know having jealousy, experiencing jealousy, it's a real thing. It's important that you recognize to show afraid to be vulnerable. There's a fear there. Because we're afraid of appearing weak or giving misinformation away or information that creates connection is authenticity. So it's important that you honor how you feel and that you're in partnership where you have the ability to express those feelings. And Josh, when you mentioned how you'll get mad and you're like, I don't want to talk about this right now. I think that's great that you recognize, okay, I don't want to say anything I don't mean. And I was interviewing an expert the other day, and she said the best thing to say is, "I love you, but I'm mad right now." Like, I love you so much, but I'm just mad right now. I need space. Like, because what happens uh-huh. as a woman if we just do a wall talk? We are our our, our story making machines. Like, what I do wrong? Blah, 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 blah. So it's super. <laughs> if you can plug in, like, "I love you," and I'm just mad right now, it can also like make a whole make a difference in your relationship as well.
0: Absolutely, I love it. And, and, and just to circle back on, on what, she, what uh, Rebecca was saying here, is that for me, whenever I'm in a relationship with anybody, in a friendship, in a romantic relationship, anything like that, I always am, am going to push for deliberate vulnerability, like deliberate vulnerability, and vulnerability, I think the, the most important part of vulnerability is uh, having the courage mm-hmm. to be vulnerable, and courage is isn't not being afraid to to do it. Courage is is feeling fear and then doing it anyway because what's what's on the other side of it is more important than your fear. And so vulnerability creates connection, it creates understanding, it creates empathy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just think that no matter what your relationship is, that vulnerability is the linchpin of of all of it and of authenticity. So, So that's just something that I strive for in my relationships. And I feel like it just makes... It's it's the antidote to jealousy. this vulnerability because it creates connection and it bridges those gaps and it, and it uh, it offsets all the fear and stuff that that inspire uh, jealousy on so many levels. You know? I
1: love that um, Darius Oliver, who is one of the best numerologists I've ever seen. He freaks me out actually how accurate he is. Um, he says, "Can you elaborate on what it would look like or mean?" to show emotional te- intelligence in that scenario. And he's talking about in a scenario th- that I brought up before about when mm-hmm. he, a man expresses that another woman is attractive and that it a- a- affects his partner negatively. Um, can you, mm-hmm. does that question make sense? Yeah. I can do the, let
2: well, me do the girl's point and then you do the guy's point. Yeah. Okay. So, so from a uh, Okay, so from a girl's perspective, what's going on is if she's triggered, we always say this, you, if you are feeling a negative emotion, something landed with you. So ultimately there's jealousy and there's envy. So what's actually happening is jealousy is obviously a three way thing. And then with, if the woman's feeling insecure, she could be envying the other person thinking, and what's going on is I'm lacking an attribute or else it wouldn't have landed with me. So having this internal, I'm lacking, I'm feeling threatened. So, at, from an emotional intelligence standpoint, the woman gets to really recognize, okay, what just happened? Period. He said this. What am I making it mean? Whatever she's making it mean is where the suffering lives. Important then say, I was in that situation where I would say, okay, I'm making that mean that she's, you know, he is more, you know, like her more. Blah blah blah, a million different stories, and I'm going to be left all alone and there's like an abandonment or whatever. So. Being able to take personal inquiry to what's actually going on, whatever was triggered, and recognize, okay, that's usually what I'm making it mean is where the suffering is, which is much different than what actually happened. I'm not abandoned; he's still here. But like the suffering is in the imagination where we go down rabbit holes. So we got to be quick to catch it in your body or in your mind. You got you have to catch it, and once you catch it, taking inquiry. Recognizing what actually happened and allowing yourself to have a mantra, whatever can help you get back to feeling safe and secure, to alleviate that suffering you brought upon yourself within your imagination.
1: That's awesome. I Man. love it. And, uh, yeah, and
0: from, the men, from the men's perspective, there are, there are two components. There are two pieces to, to this from the male perspective. The first, emotional intelligence, one of the one of the key components of it, is is empathy empathy and understanding and respecting the emotions of other people. And so as the man on the front end, recognizing that if you say, "Wow, that shoots hot, you know, <laughs> like, to, like just directly, was that a sensitive thing? Was that taking her feelings and her insecurities, which if you are an emotionally intelligent partner, you're usually aware of your partner's triggers. You know, so it's like, did you respect her emotions in making that statement? Maybe, maybe not, you know? And so really with that, first off, so were you being empathetic? Were you being connected and considerate of her feelings? And then on the back end, holding space for her to share her feelings. And even if you feel yourself getting triggered by, by what she's saying, like because as a man, when a woman starts expressing feelings, especially if she's not happy with you, men can have a tendency to shut down and get defensive, get aggressive, respond with yeah. their own aggression. Yeah. And so really... Being taking a step back and being able to be emotionally intelligent enough to recognize that she has a right to express how she's feeling and to discuss what her experience is. And it doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make you wrong that she had this experience. Feelings aren't wrong. Those are judgments we assign to them. And so that's like one of those key components of emotional intelligence is that there are no wrong or right feelings. Everybody has a right to feel however they want about anything. And they have a right to express that to you and you have a right, especially if you're you're in relationship with somebody, to hold space for them to listen. Because the most powerful thing the masculine can do in relationship with the feminine is to shut the fuck up and hold space <laughs> and allow her to be heard. Because the feminine, one of their core needs of the feminine is to be heard by the masculine. And the masculine gets to hold space for that. Because that doesn't feel safe. It's did more. you hear that, men? Shut up yeah. and listen. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Shut up and listen. So shut up and yeah, listen. We wanna yeah, it. we want to fix it. <laughs> we want to. We want to. As the, the instant a woman starts complaining, we're like, "Oh, well, <laughs> what if you did this?
2: What if you do yeah. that?" And we get overwhelmed and shut down, and we're like, "He's yeah. not hearing me. Why
0: isn't he just listening
1: to me?" <laughs> oh my god, I'm yeah, so. That's not
0: like yeah, I'm like, that's what
1: I am failing miserably. I am failing. I think I listen, but I'm not. I know I'm not. I suck at this. Oh, my gosh. I'm failing miserably. Every time I wake up and think, oh, my God, I'm doing something right, I realize I've got about 55,000 other things to work on. Oh, now look. <laughs> look, now Karen's commenting. Exactly right, Matt. Dad Dadgummit. Whoa. See, now you're, I'm in okay. trouble now. My whole day is just going to go to hey, Thanks. It, no, you're right, and I need to hear this, and this is why we're having this conversation, because it is, it is. we are, gosh, no, I'm not going to say we. I'm not going to project this on other men. Me, 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 me need to fix this, and I do. I'm bad. Okay. I, I, it, it's insensitive for me to try to go, no, you're wrong for feeling this way. You should not be upset that I said somebody else was attractive or whatever it may be, it's not, and it doesn't, in and, and, and that moment, it's about what I did, my actions to make her feel that way. It doesn't matter what other other circumstances are involved. I took this action, I made her upset, and I need to shut up and listen to how she feels so she feels respected enough to, to like, because if me trying to go, oh, no, 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 I love you, baby, you know you're, only, you're the only one, you're the only one I want to be with, blah, 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 that doesn't mean anything because I didn't shut up and listen. So as Stephen Gordon says, S-T-F-U. Juliana says, be real. Um, hey, Matt, I want to know, I facilitate, no, this is not me, Juliana says, I facilitate DBT and MRT, and these are topics and tools we teach daily. I love it. What is that?
0: What is that? I don't know what that is. I think we need to ask her, because I'm not sure what those acronyms mean either, but I'm glad that those are techniques that she's, uh, that she's using. Because- Maybe so, that's what you're doing. The, oh, heck, I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> you can add but, that on but, your I mean, really, right? the, key, the key component that, I, that, I, that I'm into with that is the mutual interdependence between the masculine and the feminine and how they really need each other to, to fully express themselves. Mm-hmm. Like the masculine is set free by the feminine. The masculine wants to be acknowledged for, for what the masculine is doing mm-hmm. And the feminine is there to acknowledge what he's doing and then also to set him free. Because we get so grounded in our masculine with with vision and projects and creation and creation, all the big picture stuff, that we get really grounded and it gets really heavy and claustrophobic. And the feminine is that free, this beautiful, yeah. emotionally, heart-centered energy that sets us free. Whereas the feminine wants to feel safe and be heard. And that's what the mask, that's the, that, that's the role the masculine gets to take in the feminine, to make them feel safe and to allow them to be heard. And then we ground the feminine mm-hmm. in, 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 you know, like make them, give them a frame which, from which they can act free and be free, you know? And so like recognizing that fundamental dichotomy between masculine and feminine when we have fights, when we have conflicts, when we're communicating is such a huge part of a successful relationship and, and of not getting jealous and not allowing jealousy to take over.
1: Juliana says dialectical di be beha- testicles behavior know. and then um and moral recognition therapy um and and mind okay so everybody listening on armedradio dot armed dot com on armed radio thank you so much for listening if you want okay. to see the conversation and join in on the comments please. Go to Facebook, uh, Morning Gratitude with the Mayor, or just look me up, Joshua T. Berglin. We are with the amazing Matt Schaefer and Rebecca Boatman. We are talking about jealousy, and this is a fun, freaking conversation. Catherine says, "Men are from Mars and women are from Venus." Understand and incorporate the differences with respect and empathy. Well said, Catherine. Um, Good book. Man, go ahead.
2: Good book. Is it? That's a book, and
1: it's a really good book. I need a tattoo on the back of my eyelids, evidently, because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Um, yeah, this is good <laughs> stuff, guys. I mean, the audience is like, all the comments are fantastic. Um, man, I, I'm really, really appreciating this. So, tell me, like, what are you guys? What, what's your show about today? Let's give Let's give everybody a segue about what the Wasabi Wednesday at twelve thirty Pacific is all about.
0: Mm. You bet. Yeah. She's the more attractive one, so I'll let her, you know, say what the topic is. It's the
2: science of sexiness, the biology behind attraction. Because we, so what we'll do when we're on our lives, we'll ask our audience, what do you guys want to talk about? And everyone loves hearing about the biology behind attraction, like reproduction, symmetry, like all of these things that we unconsciously are consistently calculating. So that's what we're talking about today at 1230.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the biology of attraction and, and, then, and then uniquely for each person, you know, because there's a biological standpoint to it. And then I think there's also an emotional mm-hmm. aspect to attraction. Mm-hmm. It's experiences we have, where we form our, our basis for being attracted to other people. Mm-hmm. And we really want it to be a really dynamic conversation. It's attraction. There are universal components. And then there are really unique things that I think people find attractive. Don't you have friends where you're like, really, you're attracted yeah. to that? What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah,
2: was like my best friend. It's kind of
0: nice. We never have the same placement, guys. This is perfect. <laughs> you would
2: actually, <laughs> yeah, never.
0: I could, I
1: could totally see that.
2: It.
1: What is so? I, I want to know, like, what is women? We we see this a lot when we see we see these, you know, s- the stereotypical gorgeous women with, you know, people who are going, how in the heck are they together? Like, where'd this yeah. come from? Is that a, do you think, do you think it's a financial, because it's usually somebody with a lot of money. Do you think it's a, it's a situation of, oh, they make me feel secure? Or do you think that the quote unquote nerdy guy or the not typical macho, you know, stud, do you, do you feel like maybe that that individual just is a better listener and is providing needs is I mean, what what do you think that is? Or do women ever let? Because men choose based on, man, she's hot a lot of the time. Now that ends up being wrong typically because there's got to be more than that. But from a woman's perspective, is it do you choose more on like a, a physical attraction or is it really solely emotional? Where man, I'm getting what I need from him. I mean, that's
2: that's a really good question and. You know, it all depends where also a woman's at with an emotional maturity. Like you you will attract someone who treats you and respects you the way you treat and respect yourself. So that's super important to recognize because you can't, it's something, this is like a hard, it's hard to generalize, but ultimately a woman wants to feel safe. That's like, she wants to feel emotionally safe and physically safe. That is the most important thing. So, And if she doesn't respect herself, she may put herself in a situation or in a relationship where she's constantly being threatened because it gets to prove to her, I don't deserve to be safe, I'm not worthy of being loved. So that's the, you know, that's the answer in one way. But just know that the most important thing is that if we feel all human with her, like it's just a human need. So ultimately, as we you know, mature and grow and respect ourselves, we end up wanting to marry the man where we're like, okay, I feel physically safe, I feel emotionally safe with this person.
1: Wow. Um, Someone wants to know, fiance, as in Beyonce with an F, fiance Bear wants to know, what's the true story about soulmates?
0: Okay. Yeah, this is a topic that I've I've fielded a lot in, in a lot of the work that I've done. And I think the concept of soulmates has been sort of romanticized and propped up as this, like, sort of fantasy that we all have to strive for. And I mean, I think it's, <laughs> the, one-itis. Yeah.
2: One,
0: yeah. One-itis. one-itis. It's one-itis. And it also it's just, this, it's like this Disney propagated idea that there's one human being that, you know, you're going to like see from across the room and that's it. And your life is, your you know, like the rest of your single life is over or whatever. And I think it's so important to recognize that like, your relationships are are a direct reflection of where you're at. They're a direct reflection of where you're at. And you can only love someone else to the extent that you love yourself. And so your soulmate gets to be yourself. Like you get to be a soulmate with yourself. And then from that space, you probably have hundreds or thousands of people that you could connect with and have beautiful, expansive relationships with. And it doesn't mean that they have to last forever. It doesn't mean that they have to be, you know, your twin flame or like whatever I just I firmly believe that like relationships are a continuation of our own growth mm-hmm. and that uh, you know there is no necessarily one person that is the be all and end all mm-hmm. of of your life it's, it's you it's your relationship with yourself you're your own soulmate that's my that's my my take on it what about well, you I 100%
1: Matt? agree like, with you 100% yeah. agree um I think go ahead okay. no, no 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 go ahead
2: oh no If you have this belief in your psyche, in your belief system that there is just that one out there, then you're constantly, it could make it really easy for you to quit to say next, 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 and ultimately you're searching for something that possibly doesn't exist. It's not to say that you can't meet someone and be an incredible match with that person versus other matches. Because as we're dating, we're figuring out what works, what doesn't work. So it's super important to recognize. And I completely agree that there are multiple potential matches out there. And then ultimately, yes, the relationship you have the longest and most intimate relationship with is yourself. So it's important that that comes, you know, that is a high priority.
1: So, Rebecca, I want to know something. I want to segue away from this.
2: Rebecca. Yeah.
1: Why, why do women cheat?
2: Why do women cheat?
1: Yeah. I mean, as a, as a, as a general – I know there's a lot of other factors and there can be a lot of reasons. But the core – I want to have this discussion because I'm leading to something. Why do you, why do you?
2: So that's a really good question. And I know you say it, you know, it it is, it's a very general question. And ultimately, if if a woman's going to cheat on a man and one of the first thing that comes to my mind is she wants to sabotage the relationship. Because if you are going to go behind your partner's back and do something like that, ultimately that's sabotaging behavior. Right. Because that, that's infidelity, or if you're married or not, and that's going to live in the space um, consistently. That's something that's very hard to go back from. So that's a that's a very sabotaging behavior. And ultimately, if you are going to sabotage, it's some sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm not worthy. I don't, you know. Or it could be a ploy to just want to, or a reason to break, up, break off a relationship. It could be a cowardly move. So... Those are like, that's the first thing that comes up is it's a sabotaging behavior, habit, pattern, whatever. And ultimately, it's obviously you didn't, you know, they don't want to be in a relationship for their own reasons, for their own possible insecurities, who knows.
1: Do you think, though, that it's rooted from women not having their emotional needs met, not feeling appreciated, not feeling valued, not being listened to? Do you think that that has something to do with
2: it? that that can definitely contribute to the action however i don't feel it's necessary to put a lot of weight on that because that's not ownership and that's not responsibility
1: ah so matt why do women i mean <laughs> what matt why do men I'm ask you
0: it? Women, <laughs>
1: why do why uh, do men shoot, matt
0: well i mean i think it's it's Everything that she said about him could also equally apply to men. If a man it, wants to sabotage a relationship, has a worthiness conversation about this woman being too good for him or not good enough for him or whatever, like he might take some action to just burn the whole thing down, you know. And I think, I, I think it's, it's very, very, yeah, it's very, name it's name very, name very name yeah, let it, let it burn. And I think another, another main reason that men. Uh, that men might cheat is that they're not getting the, uh, the sort of acknowledgement. Cause like I said, the masculine is about being acknowledged and, and, and really like recognized for what they're doing. And they can be recognized through verbal affirmation, but also through physical touch is a big thing. And so if a man is not necessarily like he loves his partner, they're in a relationship, but he doesn't feel that he's getting, you know, the acknowledgement physically or or otherwise for for that. It's just so easy for men to just go out and get cheap physical validation in any one of a number of ways. And it's like, and it's filling that void for them of, you know, my partner. It's like, I know she loves me and she says she loves me, but she doesn't cuddle me. We haven't had sex in three months, you know? Like we're not, I'm not getting that physical intimacy. That's such a critical component. So I'm just going to go, Get something cheap and easy to fill that void for myself, and I'm not making it okay. Cheap they saying, buy it? A- <laughs> Well, maybe, yeah, maybe they buy it, or maybe they just go to a nightclub and feed a girl drinks all night. You know, I mean, like they'll they'll just find a way to get that to leverage that that cheap, easy way of getting that physical validation. But it's mm-hmm. coming from an emotional space. You know, it's not necessarily coming from a space of like I just want to get my rocks off. Mm-hmm. It's that you know, like my way of of of, of, of like you know absorbing love is physicality and I'm not getting it. So I'm feeling emotionally neglected because of the lack of physical connection. So I'm just gonna go get a get it get it the cheap, easy way. And but that doesn't work, right? Because then we end up in beat up about it afterwards if we have a conscience, if we are emotionally invested in our partner, then we go into beat up afterwards and it creates a toxic cycle and just the relationship implodes. But you know, like Rebecca said it all comes back to being accountable and responsible for your behavior. So you can never blame the other partner for each you committing infidelity, you know, <laughs> like you get to take, it's
1: your fault. I've always, I've, I've developed this belief that here it is. Karen said it. Uh, people cheat because they are unwilling to be honest with themselves and their partner about what they want. Don't want in the relationship. I, to me, that is the truth over the uh, look. And I, I was a piece of freaking garbage for most of my life. I mean, just, I was, I was awful. In every respect um i and and i've always i developed that belief and i look when I looked back at it like why I was doing the things I was doing when I was cheating and just being this piece of garbage. it was that I was not willing to be honest about what I wanted and what i whether it was what what when I was married what i what I desired. It was just not willing to be honest and, and authentic with who I was. And so I would sneak around and go find that one little stupid thing that I was looking for, and it would co- and I would cheat. But then when I look at it and go, oh, my God, I sacrificed everything for one little thing I could have just been honest about mm-hmm. <laughs> and have avoided all of these complications. I had 99% of what I wanted, but I – sold my soul basically for this one thing. So I, I was just curious what your thoughts on that, because you guys are really way more emotionally intelligent than I am. <laughs> so, and you guys have done a lot of work on it. I saw that look, Matt. So if you're on the radio, uh, you can't see Matt's expression, but if you're on Facebook, you just saw him look and go, uh-huh. Yeah. Way more emotionally intelligent than him. So anyway, <laughs> do it again, do it again, Matt. Um, I know where you live. Anyway, Um, but I was just, I was curious your thoughts on that because I've always believed that men have this fear of like, they're like, Oh, I love this woman. She's my best friend. She's the mother of my children, but she's not, but then they're like, but I don't want to do that with her because that would make her dirty or that would make her tainted. That logic to me freaks me out. I have so, I know so many of my friends and ladies don't even call me. But over the course of the years that I've been an adult, I know friends of mine that have cheated, and why they've cheated is for the dumbest reasons. They're just not willing to be honest about what they desire. And if you're married, dadgummit, that's why you got married. Be honest. What do you guys think about that?
2: Well, it's interesting, Josh, because it directly ties into our conversation earlier about being vulnerable. And how if there's a fear, if there's a fear of being vulnerable and communicating what's actually going on, then how are you supposed to resolve anything? So it's really important that we consistently work on breaking through and being authentic and honest with our partner about our wants and needs, because that's where then from that space you can create magic in all of those areas of the relationship. So when she brought up the question, um, and it was Karen, I think. Yeah, It's a total lack of communication. So it's super important that if we want healthy relationships, we really get to learn how to communicate individually. Because from that space, then our partner can't read our minds as much as we wish.
0: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, the, and, I, and I love that last part. where are reminding ourselves that our partner can't read our minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, I think, from the masculine perspective, we really... Appreciate it if the women understand that we have no idea a lot of times what's going on in your head. We really truly don't. Like, we would love to and we want to, but we cannot. And a lot of men, especially, especially they haven't done emotional intelligence work and they haven't had a lot of incredibly vulnerable experiences with with women in that way. Like, they don't, they haven't studied this stuff. Mm -hmm. They really don't know. And so giving every, like, leading with love and responding compassionately. In all situations, will 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 offset and diffuse. I think a lot of this, uh, a lot of this conflict and jealousy and infidelity that is all rooted in fear and lack of communication and refusal to be vulnerable and all of these, all of these, all of this stuff.
2: And I, and I think it's also super important to recognize that on an individual level, we all have a responsibility to get a handle on that because if not, we're just no communicate. Like it is it's you'll do the same thing over and over and over again. That's why we come into the nominees of our life. And it's so important to be able to reflect. So why not now for everyone listening, like choose, I'm gonna communicate no matter what. Like I'm gonna break through it. And then once you have a glimpse into what's that what that is like, that freedom and that magic in partnership, you you get you get better at it. It's a journey. It's a practice. You start learning. You start learning. Wow, this isn't so bad. And then you're like, I can't believe
0: I didn't do this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Have the courage.
0: Have courage the be vulnerable. It,
1: it and it is. It's so. I don't even know. Like I like looking back at it now, and like why was it so hard to be honest? Because I wasted more energy trying to hide my truth than I did like, you know, just telling it and, and yeah. in yeah, it was scary. And yeah, it was, it was different and an awkward conversation, but oh my gosh, it freed up the world for me. Once I was willing just to say, this is, this is me. This is, this is who I am and love me or not. This is who I am. But the minute I did that, I realized that, oh my God, I love myself more. I felt more mm-hmm. free. I became more confident. I became The man I was supposed to be or at least took a greater stride to being that man and it just it that that fear that I taught told myself was just wrong and I wasted so much time and hurt so many people by being dishonest and so everybody out there listening I don't know if I'm the only screwed up person here listening on armed radio or on Facebook live but if you're somebody that's struggling with something and you're, you're afraid to talk to your partner about it, I promise you that expression of the truth will set you free is, is, is probably the most perfect words I could think of because there's the one thing that always remains the same. And my friend mentor and a guy I just admire a lot, Lauren Harris says this, but the truth is the one thing that always remains the same. And and when you live in your truth, the rest of, I mean, life is not easy, but when you live in your truth, it's just, you get to kind of fly and you get to take off and you don't have the the weight on you. You don't have the restrictions. You're not blocking yourself from just being free. So everybody listening, I encourage you to live in your truth. Um, Matt, Rebecca, I... I adore both of you. Um, I love the work that you do. You guys are really changing people's lives. I cannot wait to see you at 1230 Pacific. Um, is it Matt, what page? You don't have a Wasabi Wednesday page yet, do you?
0: We don't have a Wasabi. Yeah, just go to wasabi and yeah. you know. yeah. yes, And then on one page, so we we'll okay. at 1230
2: today.
1: I'll make sure to share the video today. Um, you guys will be able to find it in the comment section. Please check them out. Um, man, guys, it was a real honor for me. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, you're both a blessing, and I'm very, very happy to know both of you.
2: Thank you for having appreciate us. Appreciate buddy.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. This has been so much fun.
1: All right. I'm ready for an OB night, brother. Let's, let's go, man. Let's go this weekend. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you soon. All right. So everybody, thank you so much. Um I, their page cut out, but um check out Rebecca Boatman on Facebook um, and 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 Matt Schaefer. And Matt there's a, Matt does a show called Mondays with Matt. And I forget what time it is, but I don't watch TV. I watch like on Monday night, I watch Mondays with Matt because it really is. My favorite, no offense to all my friends that do live videos, but Mondays with Matt is my favorite program because it's raw, it's true, and he talks about things that most people will not talk about. Um, so I really dig it. But then, like, Wasabi Wednesday, as goofy as that show name is, it's not a goofy show. It's it's fantastic. And um, I highly re- recommend you guys checking it out. You'll find it on Facebook. Uh, These guys, to me, they need to be on TV. They're incredible. Um, Just do a fantastic job. So really quick, uh, I want to give a shout out to SoCo Cannabis Creations. Tonight is the SoCo Cannaball. Oh my gosh, this is going to be fun. If you're in the San Diego area and you want to go to a fantastic party, um, Dave SoCo throws the world's greatest events. I swear to you. Um, I've been blessed to be a part of a few of them. Uh, tonight will be no different. It's at the Lafayette Hotel in San Diego. Um, I know we're heard globally, so whatever. Um, if you fly to San Diego, if you can make it here, go to the party. But I want to give a shout out to SoCo Cannabis Creations. Go to SoCoCanna.com. That's sokocann acom uh, Use promo code LIVEMANA and save 10% and get free shipping on the world's greatest CBD products. Um, oh, 7 p.m. Thanks, Steven. Um, guys, this has been a great show. Stephen Gordon, good to see you. Veronica, wonderful. Lena, Aaron, Mary Ellen, great to see you. Juliana, Abby, Karen, Pamela, Gregory, great to see you, my friend. The Forgiveness Coach, uh, you do amazing work. Uh, Abby Levine, the best hypnotist I've ever seen in my life. Uh, fiance, thank you for joining us. Juliana, everybody listening on the Armed Radio. Catherine, good to see you guys i um, so grateful for everyone watching the show, uh, everyone listening on Armed Radio. Thank you so much. We are uh, getting our kinks worked out. I still cannot record this program. This software is buggy, and for some reason, I cannot record the show, so we are delaying the process of going into the big time, but that's fine. Every God has a plan. Um, so grateful for everyone. I, this is just a lot of fun for me and uh, i really really enjoy it enjoyed everybody all the comments on the show um you, you guys make this a lot of fun so thank you very very much um listen everyone have a blessed day today um if you guys need like i if, if you're interested in being on the show or having your product on the show uh reach out to me i love uh, talking about amazing brands um just uh you know look i, I like showcasing the passion and purpose behind uh every individual cuz Frankly, um, we all have a passion. We all have a gift, and it's all meant to be used for other people. So if I can give you the platform to share that gift, I want to do it. So reach out to me. Um, again, thank you, everybody, on Facebook. Thank you, everybody, on Armed Radio. Big shout-out to Joe Rocks. Thank you for the opportunity, and um, much love, everybody. So grateful, and uh, really, really enjoyed doing this every morning. We'll see you back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific. Really, really enjoy um, all of you, and we'll see you soon. All right, guys. So, hey, Facebook audience, thank you so much for joining. Um, Really appreciate you guys so much. If you have not liked the Morning Gratitude with the Mayor page, please do. I'm getting ready to start segueing off of my main page to go to the morning gratitude page. So please like it. Please share. If you enjoy the show, please share the video. Please like it. All that good stuff. Again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, Thank you for supporting the show. Take care. Bye-bye.